Hello. If you're looking and wondering where the vicar is, he's, he's up here in the official pulpit. <laughs> As I said at the start, guys, yeah. I don't normally wear these robes. If you need to move, feel free to move so you can see. I don't normally preach from here. This isn't quite our normal service. But then these aren't normal days that we're living through. And I feel it's important that we mark them in a special way. We have lost our queen, a symbol of so much that was good, an example of so much that was right. And we are deeply saddened by her passing. And we naturally grieve that we will see her no more. And it's not only us, but millions around the nation, commonwealth and world grieve with us. For most of us, there was never a day when she was not ruling. And for all of us, as far as I can see, there was never a day when she was not there. 96 years of age. A constant in our lives has now departed. A shining light has now gone out. I wonder how it leaves you feeling as you look back at the past, well, these last 70 years of her reign. How you feel as you look to the future with all of its uncertainties and unease. We've lost our leader, our covering, the very best of us. And yet in the grief, in the mourning, in these shifting times that we live in, we can still have hope. Perhaps that's her final gift to us. Because it's brought through her faith in Jesus Christ, a faith that so often express, expressed itself in love. Our reading today is just one verse taken from Paul's letter to the Corinthians, that, fi that famous chapter, chapter 13, where he writes, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. I'm sure like me and Kirsty, for much of the past 48 hours or so, you've been glued to your TV screens, right? watching all the coverage of events and happenings, the interviews, the comments, the tributes, things that in the usual course of life would normally be painfully dull, like learning the history and function of the Privy Council, now take on new meaning and relevance and grip us even more than the new Lord of the Rings series, which we still haven't watched Friday's episode, so no spoilers, please. Spoiler. That's one word for it, isn't it? Death and all that it brings. Disappearance, disconnection, darkness. Perhaps you're here today and you're wondering, Pat, how can you say there's hope? <laughs> well, my friends, what I wanna to do today is really let our queen 
be our preacher. Who on Christmas Day 1952, as she, the new 26-year-old monarch of the UK and 14 Commonwealth nations, gave her first Christmas address to the world, and in it said these words, pray for me, that God may give me wisdom and strength to carry out the solemn promises I shall be making, and that I may faithfully serve him and you all the days of my life. Faith, hope, love. First and foremost, the queen was a woman of faith. A faith that justifies, that makes us right with God. A faith that brings forgiveness as we look to the finished work of Jesus on the cross. A faith that overcomes death itself as it trusts in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In another Christmas broadcast of 2000, the time of the millennium, she openly proclaimed, for me the teachings of Christ and my own personal accountability before God provide a framework in which I try to lead my life. And friends, what a life she led with the values of integrity, and decency, of courage, steadfastness, and warmth. Values we all long to see in our leaders. Values we long for in ourselves. But as we look at royalty, her majesty, we're left asking, are they out of reach? Are they beyond the grasp of ordinary folk? Are they just for royalty and the elite? And I think to those questions, the queen would give a resounding no. I think she'd say, of course not. They're available to all because the grace and life and empowerment of God are available to all. Look to God's word, I think she'd say. And there's a bit of creative license going on here. Perhaps you'll excuse me. Faith. It's the invitation to all of us to connect with the one who made us. The one who came to give us life in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. Be we rich or poor, royalty or ordinary. Because the ground is level at the foot of the cross. But if we would have a nation of Elizabeth II's, if we, we would see more of the virtues and values that she embodied, then we must hold on to our faith. Or even perhaps come to it anew today. Her Majesty was a woman of profound and sincere faith. And because of Jesus, we can be too. And it's because of the substance of that faith that she was also a woman of hope. Now, hope isn't just a nice idea or a warm, fuzzy feeling. It's not a strategy, as someone once said. Where true, hope is life-changing, even nation-changing. And my goodness, don't we need that right now? And the testimony of our beloved Queen was again that we have very real reasons and grounds for hope. 
She once said this, although we are capable of great acts of kindness, history teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness or our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are, but a savior with the power to forgive. Now we all know how challenging and difficult life can be. Goodness knows the queen was not immune to it, right? Be it the burden and responsibility of the crown she wore, the marriage breakdowns of three of her children, or the recent loss of her much beloved husband, Prince Philip. Where did she look for her inspiration? Whom did she turn to for hope? Let's hear our preacher again. She said this, I know just how much I rely on my faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to take the long view, to give of my best in all that the day brings and to put my trust in God. Friends, many of you I know this morning. Some of you I don't. But let me ask you a question. Have you put your trust in God? Like Her Majesty. Are you looking to Him alone for your hope? Because let's be honest. Everything else will let us down. Everything else is shifting sands. The loss of our queen, seemingly so permanent and immovable, shows us that. But when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, who rose again and defeated death and is alive today and forevermore, well then we begin to build our house or palace, wherever you live, upon the rock. And we find a hope that can endure. And it's a hope the queen had. It's a hope the queen looked to. Apparently, just two days before she passed, the queen met with uh, the moderator of the General Assembly for the Church of Scotland. And he shares how they discussed many things, but they had a good time chatting about the resurrection to come and eternal life. Our queen had hope. We can too. Faith, hope, and most importantly, love. When we think of what we admired most about the Queen, why we all looked up to her so much, what we perhaps will miss most of all, I think we'd have to say her love, or as it so often expressed itself, her service. To think that just two days before she died, she was still working. When, in the words of Boris Johnson, she saw off her 14th Prime Minister and welcomed her 15th. <laughs> what service, what duty, what love. Love for her nation, love for her people. Because, let's be honest, all leaders need to do their duty. All of them need to serve in some way. 
But not all of them do it with love. The difference is, she did it with love. She did it leaving everyone feeling special, as if they were the only person in the room. Again, where did she find the energy? Where did her inspiration come from? Let's hear her words again from another Christmas message. This is the time of year when we remember that God sent his only son to serve, not to be served. He restored love and service to the center of our lives in the person of Jesus Christ. You see, folks, the queen was a remarkable woman, no doubt about it. But she'd be the first to say that she was such because she served a remarkable savior who showed her what he's like. And that it was his qualities, his nature, his priorities that she sought to reflect and bring into this world. Because first and foremost, she was a follower of Jesus Christ, whom we are all called to worship and adore, and whose glory as Christians we merely reflect as the moon reflects the sun. We honor her, we celebrate her, we give thanks for her, we seek to be like her. But we'll all have missed a trick. And I believe she'd be so disappointed if we didn't also look beyond her to the one she looked to herself, to the source of all her greatness. Jesus Christ, the true servant king, who, as the good book tells us, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The queen spent her life in loving service in a crown. The king of kings, Jesus Christ, gave his life in loving service on a cross, that though we may know pain and loss and grief here and now in this life, we need not know it in the next. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. The queen held and embodied all three. And because of that, we can be confident that she now beholds her savior face to face and casts her crown before his throne. Amen.